to another great episode of The Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Brian, where they talk bourbon and, of course, drink bourbon. Grab yourself a pour, kick back, and enjoy another trip down the bourbon road. Very excited to have BlandsBourbonShop.com as a new sponsor for the Bourbon Road Podcast. In fact, this podcast is brought to you by Blanton's Bourbon Shop. BlandsBourbonShop.com is the only official merchandiser for Blanton's, the original single barrel. Looking for a unique gift? Blanton's Bourbon Shop has got you covered. BlandsBourbonShop.com is your home for all Blanton's gifts. You know, friends, it's never too early to start planning your trip to the Bourbon Trail for 2023. We hope you'll join the Bourbon Road crew as we pull out all the stops this year at Bourbon on the Banks. So mark your calendars for October 6th and 7th, and we'll plan on seeing you in Frankfort, Kentucky. Be sure to listen in during the halftime break for all the details on Bourbon on the Banks. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the Bourbon Road Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Shannon. And I'm your co-host, Brian Hyatt. And we're sitting out on the porch once again. So this is a continuation of last week's episode. We're enjoying the weather. It's summertime. We've got kids in the pool behind us, birds in the trees above us, food getting smoked on the grill. We're just kind of making a day of it out here. But today's kind of a, a little bit of a different show. Like, so... If everybody remembers back to our Craft Distillery Monday episodes, we used to review craft whiskeys kind of one at a time on little 15 to 20 minute episodes, and we don't do that anymore. Uh, instead, we're sort of bringing them together on a compilation show like today, where we're going to have three different whiskeys on the show today. These are all whiskeys that have been provided to us, uh, or we've made, managed to acquire uh, from smaller distilleries that don't get a lot of light shined on them. And, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. One of them's not so small. They've been on the show a few times, right? But these are craft distilleries that are doing it right. And uh, we just want to do the right thing and give them a little uh, attention and drink their whiskey and talk about it a little bit. But in our glass, first up, we're going to have three different whiskeys today. But first up, uh, what do we have, Brian? We've got the three-cord, right? We have the three-cord. So this is the three-cord uh cast this is a cast finished whiskey this is their bourbon and corn whiskey finished in honey and toasted barrels and the wind is kicking up oh my goodness (laughs) but it's a it's a breezy day out here but we're drinking a little bit of three cord and for those of you who have listened to the bourbon road for some time you know three cord has made it to the show on a number of occasions they make some really really good whiskeys they're out of michigan uh and their founder neil geraldo uh, is a big music guy, and if you don't know him, he's he's uh, he's he was a lead guitarist many years, uh, and husband to Pat Benatar. They've got a great great operation going here with Three Chord. They make some fantastic whiskeys, and they were just within the I think with last year, the year before, they were just inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, congratulations to them. We are drinking their whiskey. They had actually arranged a kind of a special event on the release of this whiskey to bring a bunch of podcasts and YouTube's places and, and writers and things like that. And 
and to, to sort of celebrate this release. We weren't unable to make it. I felt really bad about it, but I already had plans those two nights. For sure. But we are going to get it on the show. We are going to get a review online, and uh, we'll make sure we give them their due. And we, we appreciate them sending us this bottle. So this is the three-cord cask-finished bourbon and corn whiskey. It's finished in toasted barrels and honey barrels. It is 111.3 proof. But this is their batch number one of it, so they're just starting. My guess is this is something they're going to continue to do. You know, they're saying is harmony of flavor, structure, and finish. So everything's about the music and the whiskey here. So I want to tell you a little bit about what they say about this whiskey. So this is a new limited edition release. Uh, it's a cast strength honey toasted. It's rested in low char, heavy toast barrels. So that's getting to be the thing. So it seems like, you know, the past couple of episodes we've had on, they're talking about the number one char with heavy toast. And I think the idea there is you get that deep toast in the barrel, but you don't burn it all off with the heavy char, you know, the number four alligator char. Uh, instead, you know, you get that number one char, just that light char on the barrel. Uh, and then the, everything's moved to the Fern Valley Farms honey barrels for an additional month to create a bold yet balanced whiskey with a sweet honey finished. It's a blend of American whiskeys. It's the perfect addition to your family's collection. So obviously if we've got corn whiskey and bourbon in here, it's finished. This is going to be some sweet stuff. I'm, I'm just going to say sweet. this is like everything about this whiskey says sweet, right? And so, Jim, this is uh, what, 111? Yeah, right at 111. 111 proof. Wow. All right, I'm looking at it. It's actually got kind of a nice dark color to it. Yeah. Gold. Yeah. Goldish. Gold color. Amberish. Yep. That's very nice. Check out the nose. Definitely got a sweet nose on it. But I mean, I'm getting that ethanol from, from it just like I did on the... I am too. Clove? Yeah, a little bit of clove. Little clove. Surprisingly, a little bit of clove, yeah. A little bit of pepper on the nose, my goodness. Interesting. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I, you know, I'm thinking this is supposed to be like super sweet, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm getting that little bit of uh, yeah, yeah, clove and pepper on it. I do, get, I do get the fruit. Let's taste it. Cheers. Cheers. There it is. There's that sweetness. Oh my goodness. Wow, that is, honey. Uh, yeah, definitely <laughs> honey. Wow. I, you know, I've had a number of honey barrels and sometimes they do come off kind of super sweet. This doesn't, I mean, it's it's got a honey sweetness to it, but the bourbon, it seems like it's got a lot of bourbon sweetness to it as well. So you get the heat with the with the cask. You know, when you drink those toasted barrel whiskeys, those toasted barrel finished whiskeys, they're always got that nice barrel sweetness on them up front that, you know, from the wood sugars. This has that. I don't think it's overpowered by the honey. I think it complements the honey. But boy, if you if you like sweeter whiskeys on the palate, the nose did not give this away, did it? I'm surprised. It really didn't. Yeah. Trying to pick up some notes that might really describe this whiskey. I mean, there's obviously caramel. A little bit of maple. 
I think there is maple. Yeah, like maple cotton candy. Have you ever had maple syrup cotton candy? I have not, but that sounds amazing. Yeah, I've had it before. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty interesting stuff. Now this is not a where, lot. Where, of, where do we find that? Well, one of our previous sponsors used to make. Oh really? Some, yeah. So, okay. uh, but you can find it at fairs. You can find it at if you if you go to a farm and they have a tour and they and they do maple syrup yeah, yeah. there. A lot of times you can find. I was their thinking state fair immediately when yeah. you said that. So with the third first thing you have to get is the maple sugar crystals, right? And then once you have those sugar crystals, then you can make the cotton yeah, candy, yeah, yeah. right? I bet that's good. This is not super maple-y. It just has a hint of it, but I just got this. I got this in my mind. I, I felt like it had that maple cotton candy taste to it. So this is definitely a sweet whiskey. It's definitely uh, really sucked a lot of the wood sugars out of that toasted barrel. It's almost like it would have been dry on the back end. Maybe the original whiskey was probably dry on the back end a little bit before this, but that's kind of been taken care yeah, of. Yeah, that, it's definitely not. Well, I've always been a big fan of Three Chord, and every time I end up with one of their bottles, I'm always super pleased with it. I think the number one thing out of Three Chord is you're always going to get a, a very flavorful whiskey that has uh, sort of a unique profile to it. Something that's a little bit different than anything you've ever had before. And I've always been very surprised. You know, they've had some, some different finishes and some different special releases. Their whiskeys are just really, really good. I, I, I have my hat's off to their quality, their quality department and their blending department. They just... Well, and the price points aren't bad either. Yeah. Yeah, so this particular bottle's right at $60, but the uh, I would say the majority of the releases are in the 40 to $70 range, depending on, you know, uh, if it's a super limited special release or if it's a more common release. Uh, they do have some higher-end releases that are ultra-rare that you're going to pay well over $100 for, but... For the most part, you're going to find their whiskeys in that $40 to $70 range, which is a, is a nice spot to be, right? Especially for high-quality whiskeys that are finished. It always costs an extra barrel to finish a whiskey, right? right? So you got to, even if you're buying a used barrel, like a, let's say a bourbon barrel that was sent off to a honey farm to age honey, and then it comes back to, to get bourbon introduced to it again, you got to pay for that. It's not cheap. So, you know... Original, original barrels are anywhere between $300 and $500 a piece. So you figure if a new make barrel of whiskey is worth $1,000, 40% of that cost is going to the barrel. Sometimes up to 50% of that cost is the barrel. The other half is the white whiskey that went into it, right? So it's always a big deal when you say, I'm going to double my barrel count. Especially when, in this case, a new toasted barrel, they're oh, not yeah. cheap. They're not cheap at all. So um, they have to charge more for them, and that's just the way it goes. And, you know, if you like toasted barrel finished whiskeys, you're going to have to pay a little bit more for them. In this case, 60 bucks. I, you know, I'm not worried about it. No, I think it's a great, great price point for this. I would say if you like, um, if you like a honey finished whiskey, if you're a big fan of, uh, you know, Garrison Brothers or the other honey finished whiskeys that are out there, um, I would definitely say give this one a shot. It's it's not too sweet, and it's not it's not it's not like they left a bunch of honey in the barrel. I like the texture. Yeah, I like the way it feels on my tongue. I I think it's solid. 
So for me, just personally, I'm not kind of, that's not my profile. So my thing is not the, the heavy, the syrupy, heavy, sweet right, kind right. of whiskeys. Now, I do like a candy rye that's 10 years old that's got that, that, that you know, that sort of that crystallized orange flavor to it. I love that. Yeah. But um, for me, you know, the, the sweeter bourbons, the, I mean, there's a few that kind of get my attention. I've always loved kind of the 1910 out of Old Forester, just that secondary barrel effect on that, that extra sweetness you get. I do love the Buzzard's Roost whiskeys. We had them, oh, on, yeah. we had them on like uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's just not my daily, you know, it's not what I'm reaching for every day. What I'm reaching for every day is that spice and that kick and that right. burn. I just love it. The hot sauce guy. <laughs> Are you a hot sauce guy? I love hot sauce. Yeah. I love it. So typically whenever I get a fried chicken sandwich, I, I have to put hot sauce on it. Anytime I eat rice. I think that goes back to Navy days. Um, going back to the Navy days when we were on the aircraft carrier, safest thing to eat was rice and best thing to put on it was hot sauce. Yeah. Hot sauce and rice. So do you prefer like Korean hot sauces or do you like, like just like Louisiana style or. I really like a lot of it. So, um, I like, I like hot sauces that have come out of India oh, as well. Yeah. Okay. I've been on this I've been on this kind of Asian trip lately so I've been I've been using a lot of fish sauce and a lot okay. of like out of Korea gochujang sauce you know the chili paste yeah yeah been yeah. using that a lot I was making some burritos the other day for myself because I can't nobody else is gonna eat this stuff but <laughs> I was making some homemade burritos the other day and I put gochujang on it and a little bit of kimchi oh my goodness what a oh, great I love burrito. some kimchi what a great burrito Love the kimchi. Melody won't get within a mile of me if I'm eating kimchi, though. It's so garlicky. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's some great, great hot sauces out there. I'm actually, right this second, I'm looking for this one so I can say it. Peri uh, Peri. Have you had Peri Peri? I haven't. In fact, I don't think I've ever heard of it. So I have to, I have to show you a bottle of it. Um, definitely has a little kick to it. And typically, uh, Super Bowl party that I go to, make some some barbecue meatballs, and we take that peri peri and we put it on there, and it's uh, pretty it's good solid. stuff. Awesome. Well, you are barbecuing today. Well, you know, you're not barbecuing; you're smoking. I typically just smoke all the time. So you made us some bacon, and this is a kind of a smoked bacon with brown sugar and your special rub mix. That's right. Every time I get the smoker going, I, there's bacon on it. 100% of the time, I will smoke eggs on there. Yeah. Raw eggs, you put those on and in the shell. And just like you would do when you're uh, hard boiling, you put that on the grill. You get them, get them uh, cooked all the way through, open them up, slice them, and, and make some deviled eggs with uh, kind of a different spin on it. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got some uh, jalapeno poppers on there, too. Bacon-wrapped jalapeno poppers. Some ribs. My goodness. Now, I've got a couple of pork butts going back at the house on my Green Mountain Grill. <laughs> and it's, I feel kind of bad right now because it's there. I'm here. I only set it to 225, but I've got, I've got my phone's connected to my grill, right? 
Right, right. But for some reason, I can't connect to it right now. So I just hope it's still well, on program going forward. A little bit of a panic mode right now. Well, I think it'll stay at 225. I just don't know where the meat temperature That's is. That's right. So. I don't think at 225 I'm going to ruin anything, though, right? You're, you're hoping for that stall. Yeah, let that you stall. Know, if you know, if, if anybody smoked much, they know there's that stall phase where it's kind of like, what's going on? It's, it's not moving. And I probably have... 16 pounds of pork butt on the on the grill right now so that's a lot for that little smoker i don't know we'll see how it goes all right so what do you think final final verdict on the three cord honey toasted this is corn and bourbon corn whiskey and bourbon i, I really like this one and uh i don't know we talked a lot about the finish yet have we we haven't what do you so, think on it I mean, I feel like it sticks around long enough for me to really enjoy it. I know we've, you know, had some recently that were a little bit on the shorter side. Uh, this one, this one's sticking around long enough for me to, to really pick up on it. But, you know, I think again, uh, you know, it's not overpowering or anything and the honey is not yeah. taking, taking over and, and presenting itself too strongly. I like the fact that they're using that lightly charred barrel. I, I'm going to guess that it's a number one char. Uh, it, it didn't put too much of that uh, that burnt marshmallow flavor into it, which I think would, wouldn't really help the honey a lot, right? And, you know, like with the Old Forester 1910, that's more that uh, it's darker. It's got more of that burnt char in that second barrel. You get a little bit more of those uh, toasted marshmallow flavor to it. You don't really get that so much here. The honey gets to shine through a little bit. That's right. You get the sweetness from the toast, but you get uh, the complement of the honey. I think it's a good. I think it's a good pairing. I do too. All right. So we got uh, two more whiskeys to get through on this episode. What do we have next? So Jim, now we have the uh, Midway Lot Twenty Five. Rye whiskey finished in vermouth barrels. So this is from Bluegrass Distillers. That's right. And we've had them on the show before, but they're actually building out or moving to Midway. Still Bluegrass Distillers, but they've got yep. a, an expression now called Midway. And you picked this bottle up where? I picked it up at Total Wine. I believe the price point was $57. Okay. Uh, and they have, a, they have a pretty decent selection of, of other offerings as well you know they have um the colonel francisco which is uh, finished in rum barrels they've got the uh, reclaimed and recharred which is finished in uh, oak barrels and then they've got a dudley and gratz which is a uh, sauterne barrel yeah, so we've had them on the show before. You know, they they do make some pretty excellent whiskey. They're out of Lexington, Kentucky, but relocating to nearby Midway. Uh, I've always been a fan of their whiskeys there. Our friend Sam Rock, he's going to be coming on the show again, probably here in a week or two. And we can dive deeper into their full line of whiskeys that they have. I'm kind of excited for Midway, right? Because that is such a great little town. It is. It's uh, it's kind of I'm not gonna say it's halfway between here and Lex halfway between us and Lexington, but it's about three quarters, three quarters, three quarters of the way. Three. So yeah, I mean it's just off the interstate, 64, and what a great little town of shops and restaurants and 
bars and bars and, yeah. and, and distillery now. That's wow. right. Won't that be great? It'll be awesome. And and I actually uh, have a lot of family in Midway, and I I grew up working on a uh, tobacco farm. Uh, just right down the street from Midway. My parents lived in a little neighborhood there in Midway. So super excited to see, you know, something cool going back in there. And it, we've spent a lot of time there at the different restaurants and the bistro and, and all that good stuff and the shops. And, you know, on the weekends when you see all the folks lining the streets and yeah. just a super cool little place. And, and when you come to visit bourbon country, and you're from out of state or you've come in from a ways away and you bring your your spouse with you and let's just let's just assume for the moment and this is not always true but let's just assume you're a guy who likes bourbon and you're bringing your wife with you maybe she's not the biggest bourbon fan in the world but she does support you so she comes with you and you want to treat her to something nice midway is a great way to treat her if she loves to go to uh little curio shops and uh, nice little restaurants and sit out on the street in little chairs and have a nice meal and just just spend sort of a couple of hours in a great little town, Midway's a place to go. That's it. And it's so relaxed. Yeah. Very, very relaxed. And it's, and it's literally between Louisville and Lexington mm -hmm. on I-64, closer right. to Lexington as we've already established. But definitely, I mean... Definitely take your spouse there, whether they be male or female, and let Absolutely. them enjoy a day there. We had such a great time the last time we went. You know, the restaurants mm -hmm. there are fantastic. The antique shops are great. Just so much. I'll say this, you know, because I have a different perspective. There's a little gas station on the corner when you're going through there, and it's a unique little place. I used to eat lunch there every day when I worked on the farm, and they've got some good food, and it's just good old folks and they're so welcoming and, and friendly and fun so there, there's a lot of a lot of different takes that you can get in midway horse country yeah it's definitely in the heart of horse country yeah the wind's picking up a little bit here we're still sitting out under the trees the birds are chirping thank goodness the kids have taken a break from the swimming pool that's right but uh you you just recently wrapped the ribs you add a little butter inside the aluminum foil i did so introduce a little more fat right that's right got to have more of that yeah so we're going to be chomping down on a little bit of these ribs here tonight but in the meantime we've got the midway and this is finished in vermouth barrels that's correct wow so you're probably going to uh, you know, it's going to be similar to a Manhattan. Yeah. To a certain degree. You know, you're going to get some of those, some of those flavor profiles coming out. And I don't think I've ever had a vermouth barrel finished bourbon before. So I'm pretty excited for I'm that. I'm excited. All right. Let's check Cheers. it out. Cheers. Well, you know, the nose definitely has a different take on it. It's mm -hmm. uh it almost smells a little bit more like, uh, and I'm sure this is the vermouth influence. It smells a little bit more like a kind of a white grape. Yep. Influenced whiskey, maybe. A, there's a, there is a hint of chocolate, right? And we saw that in the tasting notes. I don't want to pretend like I'm picking that up, but we saw that in the tasting notes. And then immediately both of us looked at each other and said, yeah, of course, I get it. And that happens sometimes, doesn't it? It does. Yep. We've got Clayton here with us. Clayton, what do you think, buddy? 
get any delicious. Uh, he said delicious. Delicious. Yeah, this is not something I've had before. This is not a profile I've ever been exposed to before. Thank you, Bluegrass Distillers, for just thinking out of the box and trying something totally new. Very unique. I'm ready to taste it because I think I am going to get the main. You might have some cherry jam. Cherry jam? On the nose, huh? You haven't tasted it yet, have you? I haven't tasted it yet. I mean... Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I get a little bit of cherry on it. More like a cherry cream. I'm ready to taste it, though, Brian. Cheers. Cheers. Let's taste it. Wow. That is sweet. <laughs> it definitely, definitely reminds me of a Manhattan. No doubt about it. Spice little spice on it yeah it definitely has that sort of sweet cream effect and uh you know it it definitely brings a little bit of the chocolate in on on the taste but more the cherry now than anything i think the kind of a cream cherry cherry cream yeah i think so and it i mean it is sweet it's it's sweet no doubt about it uh there's that winery finish, you know, it's good. Yeah, I, it, it's almost like when I'm sitting here tasting it, it's almost like I, I get this hint of like an Irish whiskey being in it instead of like a like a malt whiskey, right? Right. It's got a malt whiskey taste to it more than it does a bourbon taste. And I just think it's uh, that vermouth just playing with us. It's just, it's oh, tripping yeah. us, right? We just don't know what's going on because <laughs> we've never had anything like this before. Wow, this is mm. a thinking whiskey, no doubt about it. I mean, it's not overpowering by any means. A light, I feel like it's a lighter. You know, as we talk about summer, I feel like this may be a good summer sipper. What what caused you to pick this bottle up? Uh, well, you know, obviously, I said I, had, I worked on a farm in Midway, and I have family there. Uh, and even in full disclosure, you know, I have my first son's buried in Midway, Kentucky. So um, every time I see Midway, I'm a little bit drawn to it. Uh, you know, I saw the name there and then I started looking through the different selections that they had available. And uh, I am a big Manhattan fan. I love vermouth. So felt like this was the one that I needed to give a shot to. You know, a lot of times there are so many new expressions out there you go down the, the bourbon aisle and you're going to see stuff that you you don't know what to think you don't know if it's going to be good if it's not going to be good i mean it's kind of a rolling the dice it seems like a lot of times and it's like well it's going to be 57 dollars well spent or and maybe you, it's not and you spent 57 dollars on it which is a good sum of money for an unknown whiskey that's right you rolled seven that's right <laughs> i feel like i feel like this was a was a really nice surprise. Didn't know what to expect, but you know, we've had some pretty cool, uh, uh, whiskeys and bourbons that have been finished here recently. And I think this is another pleasant surprise. So we're going to keep sipping on this and uh, sort of exploring how the flavor changes as we, as we go through it, we'll take a short break. When we come back, 
We've got kind of a special whiskey to try. What do you think? We do. All right. Bourbon Shop has got you covered. All of their handcrafted wood products are made in their in-house wood shop with authentic bourbon barrels. Specializing in barrel-aged potent treats, they use Blanton's barrels to age their own maple syrup, honey, and coffee. Find the most unique gift ideas for your golf lover, cigar connoisseur, avid coffee drinker, and Blanton's fan. Want to win an authentic Blanton's barrel head? Make sure you sign up for the giveaway on the homepage of their website. Blantonsbourbonshop.com is your home for all Blanton's gifts. As we mentioned earlier in the show, we hope you'll join us this fall on October 6th and 7th for Bourbon on the Banks. The festival itself is from 2 to 6 p.m. on October the 7th, and you can pick those tickets up at bourbononthebanks.org for $65. They also have an early access ticket for $75. It'll get you in an hour early and definitely get you access to some special pours. But if you always like that VIP access, this year they're bringing in the VIP access tickets. We'll give you access to their VIP tent and all the great things that go along with that for $175. Be sure to check out bourbononthebanks.org to get all the details on this year's event. All right, so we're back from the break, and uh, it's kind of nice. We continue to sip on that vermouth-finished whiskey from Bluegrass Distillers from Midway. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Very cool. You know, I, I never stop being surprised by the links these craft distillers will go to to introduce something new that you haven't had before. I, I never even considered vermouth as an option. Did you? I did not. It, it's pretty darn good. I, I have to say, if you're a Manhattan fan, that, I mean, that's a finished whiskey that will definitely remind you of a Manhattan. That's right. And we've had a couple of, uh, you know, whiskeys and, and, and different things that have been finished here. And, uh, you know, Peerless came out with one a while back with the uh, the absinthe finish. You know, there's some some really cool things, but I agree. I, I just never even thought vermouth yeah i'm just wondering who's going to come out with the first tobacco barrel whiskey right aging tobacco mm, that'll in a be barrel. cool that'll be cool won't it <laughs> oh my goodness and then, like i can't wait for that you know i like that old musty like tobacco leathery all right all you craft distilleries listening into this i just gave you an idea we need a tobacco barrel finish that's now, right now whisk now tobacco has been aged in bourbon barrels and it's not an uncommon thing, but has anybody taken those barrels and introduced whiskey to them again? I don't know. Maybe somebody's done Maybe. it. Maybe. And if you have, send and us if, a bottle. If you know, yeah, <laughs> send us a bottle for sure. All right. So next on our list is uh, is a whiskey that is uh, new on the marketplace. Now, it's been out for a few months. We're kind of late getting to this bottle. Uh, but this is the Hemingway Rye. This is the first edition Hemingway Rye. And... Uh, this particular whiskey is coming out of uh, Hemingway Whiskey. It, we highly suggest you go to HemingwayWhiskeys.com and check out what they have to offer. 
Uh, but this is their first edition straight rye whiskey, and it is finished in a rum-seasoned Oloroso sherry cask. So this is batch one, 100 proof. We didn't get a lot of it. They sent us a 100 mil bottle of it. But you know what? It's I think it's about a $110 bottle. That is, that's correct. And they do have an additional version of it or a new expression of it out now that you can pick up. But uh, this is... Uh, an operation that is uh, is tied directly with the Call family. So, if any of you remember Jacob Call, he was the master distiller at Green River Distilling, but now he's uh, making this Hemingway rye, and the Call family is tied heavily with the, I guess, the Hemingway family, and they're putting out this whiskey, sort of calling it the Hemingway rye. It was really neat. I don't think we've ever received a package like this before. Absolutely. Very, 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 very unique. And uh, I've, I've been excited. We, we've looked at this one a couple of times and, uh, you know, they, they sent the notepad with the pen and, and the letter. And it's almost like Ernest himself penned everything and sent it. That's to right. Us. I mean, it really did a really great job of putting this together. And I, I'm just going to say job well done. You got our attention. Absolutely. I wish we could have got it on earlier. It just didn't work out. But um folks uh, definitely want you to check out Hemingway rye and uh, but we're gonna we're gonna tell you our thoughts on the whiskey itself so this is a rye whiskey like I said it's a hundred proof it's in our glass let's check it out Brian. all right cheers cheers oh that's a sweet deep oh, it is. deep sweetness right very rich kind of buttery I mean, I don't, I don't want to be so generic, but vanilla. Yeah, definitely. I heavy, mean, the heavy, heavy vanilla, but kind of a cream vanilla, a buttery vanilla. Mm -hmm. Very that, pleasant it, on the nose. Yeah, it doesn't light. sound like we're talking about a rye, does it? it sounds no, it like doesn't. we're talking about a bourbon. But this is a rye. That wind keeps picking up. It's kind of nice <laughs> out here, though. Yeah, it, it does have a little bit of a spicy kick to it on the end of the nose there, but uh, I would say more than anything, I want to say this is a buttery kind of... Oh, I get the butter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you picking up the Oloroso Sherry? Are you getting the Sherry finish on the nose? Not, not a ton on the nose. I bet that's going to kick in a little bit on the palate. I bet it does, too. Let's check it out. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that is really, really good. Oh, it's got plenty of spice. It's got meat on the bones. I mean, it's it does. Kind, it's kind of almost like a, it's almost savory. And, and I would agree with that. Savory, yeah, but yeah, yeah. savory at the same time, it's got, it's almost like a osabuco, you know, a rum. Oh, yeah, yeah. Does that remind you of that a little bit? <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. That is really fantastic. Hundred proof. That I've never had anything like this. No, no. I mean, this is way, way out in left field. I mean, it's 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 funny how it's it's got that kind of savory meatiness to it, but at the same time, you know, you get a little bit of a uh, little bit of a nutty character to it. 
And it just doesn't s scream rye to me. It really doesn't. And, and you know, there, there was another rye that I had that was finished in Oloroso barrels. You know, Clayton's here with this with us today, one of my really good friends. And we actually had it for the very first time uh, down at Angel's Envy. And I can I very vividly remember picking up picking up that barrel and just kind of wondering what it was gonna be like. And and it was good. And I gotta tell you, this is this is taking it up a notch. Yeah. Really now, I wonder. Is. I wonder what a rum seasoned Oloroso sherry cask is. Some some specials go on there. No, it's. It, I mean, it, it really is special. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna go to their website real quick, and I'm gonna read a couple things to us and see if you pick up on them, Jim. Okay, sounds good. Um, so on the on the palate, it says that the ripe cherry booms through the toasted oak creamy it's definitely creamy i'm not getting the cherry but that's okay Very we don't cream. all get the same thing that's right caramel and cinnamon yeah um a rich round mouth filled burst with fruit flavor leading to a soft sweet and warm finish okay so it's definitely soft sweet and warm on the finish Absolutely. i'm getting more of a a savory mid palate from it um i you know it could be kind of a, a an overripe fruit maybe yeah but very very nice i'm not getting like the a clove or mint right. or any kind of a, mm -hmm. a traditional rye note from this i'm getting more i think i'm getting more bourbon notes than have rye notes i am too i like the finish finish is solid well, I wish I could put my finger on exactly what I'm getting on this. I think the best way to explain it is if you were to, if you, you, you're a big fan of Asabuco, right? So if, if you get Asabuco and you get that, just that, that wonderful gravy that comes with it, it, it's got the wine in it, you know, it's just, I'm getting that. It's like a savory, deep, rich, super rich flavor. And uh, just, it's just, very nice. I mean, no way have I ever had anything like this before. I can say at the price point of one ten, I don't like to pay one ten for my bourbon whiskey. I don't like to pay one ten for much of anything. It's well worth the money on this one. So this is a this is a blend of nine year and four year whiskey. So I mean, I, I would say that it was a nice. It definitely was a nice choice to pull in that that extra aged rye into this. Uh, the casks have done a fantastic job finishing this. It's not overdone. It's not, it's not like jutting out in one particular direction too much. It's not, it's, it's balanced. It's good. I don't, you know, I hate that I've said savory because, you know, some people are going to savory. Why savory? I just get that. That's my impression of it. You know, I agree. That's a great rye. And it's not what you would expect from a rye. And, you know, I can say it took us a little while to get to it. I wish we had gotten to it earlier, but I'm so glad we're drinking it right now. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. All right, Brian, it's been a great show. We've had three tremendous whiskeys on the show today. One 
one in particular just really caught me by surprise, and that's at Midway. I, I have to be honest with you in saying that before we started, I wasn't 100% sure about the Midway. I hadn't tasted it before. I didn't know anything about it. And I was wondering if we were going to have a... And we even took a moment just to make sure. Yeah, I want to know if we're going to, you know, like they say on Shark Tank, was it going to be a hero or a zero? I didn't know. I think it's a hero. I agree. I had a really good time with that one. Uh, I'm not going to pick one over the other. I think the all three brought th something special. The three-cord uh, honey finished was very nice. Very nice. We've already said that the uh, the Midway vermouth finished whiskey, and here we are talking about finished whiskeys around every turn. The vermouth finished uh, whiskey from Midway, from Bluegrass Distillers, was just something fresh and new. We've never had it Very before. Very unique in its own way. And then this Hemingway ride. Jacob Call and family from uh, Hemingway Whiskeys just knocked it out of the park. I'm going to go check did out. Did it the, again. Yeah, did it again. They always do it, of course. So, folks, definitely check out these three whiskeys. We'll make sure we get them up on the website. We'll get our reviews out on them. But... Uh, all three of them are exceptional choices for your bar, I would say. So I don't think there's any losers here. I agree. All right. Well, Brian, where can they find us on the internet, on social media? Yeah, as always, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. You can even find us on TikTok. We put a few videos up on occasion here and there. We even have our own private Facebook group, The Bourbon Roadies. That's right. And on the Bourbon Roadies, we're about 3,500 members strong, and it's kind of a, not a huge group, you know. But, you know, I guess if we weren't as vigilant as we are at keeping the riffraff out, we'd be at 30,000, but we're very careful about that. We probably boot 9 out of 10 members for trying to sell bottles and trying to... Or just tell, not being nice. Not being nice. Telling other members they're drinking the wrong stuff, right? So, yeah, if you want a safe place, you want a place to come to have a good time, just talk about whiskey, share what you're drinking, and not have anybody come back at you and tell you you're an idiot. The Bourbon Roadies is a place Jim, to be. Jim, I'd never tell you to put your pappy with Diet Coke, but if you want to do that, go for it. I mean, it's your whiskey, right? You That's paid right. $2,000 $2, for, for that bottle. I mean, if you paid $2,000 for that bottle, you might as well put it with whatever you That's want. That's right. But that, yeah, I wouldn't do it either, but that's okay. You do what you want with your whiskey. Every Wednesday we do an episode, we usually have a pretty good topic. Sometimes we'll have a guest on. Sometimes it's a music artist, sometimes an author, sometimes a chef. It's always a lot of fun. We hope you check us out every single week. Brian, what do they have to do not to miss one of those episodes? Yeah, you just need to go to Spotify. You need to go to uh apple podcast you need to go to google you can go anywhere that has podcasts and you want to click the subscribe button and you're going to be notified each time we release a new episode yeah because that way you won't miss one and you'll be able to check us out we really appreciate our listeners we'd love to hear from you if you've got an idea for a show if you've got an idea for a bottle we should have on a show or a guest definitely let us know about it you can always uh, hop on our website, thebourbonroad.com. We've got a contact us page there. You can type out your request or your information, send it to us. Brian and I will get on it pretty quick. While you're there, we do have all our swag. we got our t-shirts and hats and glasses and all the good things that we love to sell with the Bourbon Road on it. 
We also have our Bourbonista t-shirts for the ladies. They've been pretty popular lately, flying off the shelves. So I was going to plug it one more time, but you beat me to I the punch there. To, yeah. So definitely if you've got a lady in your life or you are a lady and you would like to have uh, a Bourbon Road Bourbonista t-shirt, make sure you jump on the bourbonroad.com and pick one up. And I'll say we actually had uh, one of our celebrities recently uh, profiling one of these shirts. Absolutely. Right? So yeah, they're getting out there, and you know they're they're proud to have them. I, I I don't know if it's about the Bourbon Road or it's just because Bourbonista is a pretty cool saying. I think it's pretty cool. It's all about blame the bottle, right? I'm not responsible for what I did last night because I was drinking bourbon, so it's it's the bottle's fault. It's not mine. <laughs> That's right. But anyway. Kind of like that country song, Tequila. You know. Yeah. Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you can always reach Brian and I uh, at team at the bourbonroad.com. That'll get to our email inbox and we'll get back with you for sure. We're glad you joined us again this week. We hope you join us again next week. But until the next time, we'll see you down. The, the Bourbon, Bourbon Road. Road.